bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of a judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. This is The Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon, talking text line. You ask our thoughts, so that's the community thoughts, LOL. I don't look for perfection in any human being because we learn by making a mistake. Now, nah, some cops don't. Now, nah, you shouldn't learn. A police officer should not learn by making a mistake. That's ridiculous. But I, I get what you're saying. I appreciate that. We learn by making mistakes every day and often. I listen because I enjoy different perspectives and points of view. By the way, I am the first person to say I don't have all the answers. Me either. So many times we are conversing to be right than to listen to the different point of view. Very true. This person, whoever this is, says, oh, I love it. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. When people let me let me let me throw some professorial education on you. You know what an ad hominem attack is? An ad hominem attack is when somebody says something you don't like. And instead of you saying something about it, you call the person a name. Well, you stupid. Not, you know, what you're saying doesn't make any sense or I disagree and here's why. Right. So this person, 312434, said, just face it, Ken, you are what some call an Oreo. And I said, so what exactly is an Oreo? Because I guess every college-educated black person is an Oreo, right? Because you think speaking the King's English or having a, a degree or graduating from high school makes you what? White? Who made white people the arbiter of what's good or bad or perfect in the world? I mean, I know they try because they're in the majority, but that's just not true. So when you say that, it makes me think that there might be an issue with you. That personally, you don't like people who speak their mind or open up and say something. But it's not insulting because I'm sure you thought you were calling me 
something I would be offended by by calling me an Oreo. The beautiful thing is you don't dictate who's black and who's not. Nobody does. You don't dictate whether or not a black man can stand up and say what he wants to say and do what he wants to do. And at least show, try to show people some dignity and some respect. Just like I showed you. But all you do is throw out platitudes and then you say something nice and then you try to assault by using words that are insulting, thinking you're actually hurting me. Okay. Watch this. I had somebody say something one day. You, 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 uh, you don't have any feelings. And I laughed at that. And I told the person, oh, no, it's not that I don't have any feelings. It's just that I don't respect you enough to show them to you. Because I don't trust you. Because that's what it really takes. The whole reason the Truth Nation is here is because of trust. That people trust us enough that we're going to speak our mind and give them unfettered what we think within reason, respectably, right? And they'll be able to do the same. But when you start doing personal attacks on people and start screaming and start saying ridiculous stuff, that has no, that has no place here. I, I recognize the difference in saying, hey, Rhea, what you're saying is stupid versus, hey, Rhea, you're stupid, right? Hey, Dr. Ken, you're dumb versus, hey, Dr. Ken, what you said was dumb because I don't personalize it, right? I personalize when something's wrong. That's why I became a police officer. There are just some things in life for me that I will not stand for, period. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your title is. I don't care if you're the president of the United States or, or whatever. If that particular thing that drives me, you do and it's wrong, I'm going to say so. I don't care if you're the president, the boss, the owner. Because you would do it to me. Now, I'll be respectful. But I'm not going to like not say what I think because you decided that I'm in charge and I get to do this. and Right? Understanding the dynamics of power. If I don't care what you do, you have no power over me. Well, you're fired. Okay. Bye. But the truth still stands on its own. And those are the conversations we have, not the personal attacks and call out. That, that's why when you hear me and Tori talk the way we talk and interrupt each other, and da, 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 I love that brother. If he called me five minutes from now, I got to figure out a way to end the show because Tori needs to help him out. Like, that's the kind, the Sherwin Hughes, Denise Thomas, Telly, Mel, Kyle, Rhea, Al, on and on, Ben Jammin. Like, that's why we're here. And you missed the point. Don't get it twisted. They still fam. Don't don't get it. Y'all, one of y'all come after one of them. Y'all coming after me. I'm just saying. And I get to holler at Tory Lowe. You don't get to holler at Tory Lowe. Who you think you are? Wrong with you.
sit here and sip my coffee. Y'all done got me popping off all Friday afternoon. <laughs> then Rhea said, uh, ain't the caller supposed to call it a pop-off? I'm like, no, it's my show. I get the pop. <laughs> she was like, go somewhere and sit down. I was like, okay. And so I came in here and sat down. She's mean to me, by the way. She's just, oh, she treats me so bad. I'd be crying and stuff. She'd be like, hold your head up. Smacking me in the back of the head. You get up and you do your show. I'm like, okay. She treats me. She's shaking her head like, why are you lying? <laughs> oh, my goodness. She treats me so bad. No. She takes very good care of me. Her and Alex. And and that's the cool thing about being, well, Zach, eh, that's my dude. Oh, you saw him? <laughs> he raised up his fist like he was going to whoop up on me. You know, they're trying to beat up the old man. That's when I become old, right? When somebody threatens me, then I'm going to be like, oh, my God, I'm old. You're going to beat me up. You're right. So, <clears throat> yeah. Anywho, uh, 8332, what's, what's that? You ain't never seen me walk like that. You ain't never seen me walk hunched over. Come in here and say that. I dare you. You want to fight now? We on Twitter? We on YouTube? <laughs> What's up? Come on. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Mm. Y'all see he hitting me? Oh, dang. We got cameras in here. Can't nobody see. We got cameras in here. Man. Y'all see him beat me up? See, I, see, 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 Zach, I can't lie now. See, I can't, I can't. Yeah, he he came in and beat me up and he pushed me around. That's not gonna work, is it? Okay. All right. Eight three three two. Yes, we're having fun. It's Friday. Yes, we're having a great day. Yes, it is. And if you have any comments, if you want to argue, tell me I'm wrong and disagree. Feel free. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. You trying to tell me something? I'm only human. Hey, tune in to Truth in the Afternoon with me, Dr. Ken Harris, for my financial empowerment interview with Northwestern Mutual. Wednesday, May 10th, 4.15 p.m., I'll be joined by Northwestern Mutual financial advisors, J.B. Bell and Erica Wright from the Bell and Wright Agency, where they will be discussing the 10 financial concepts your children need to know if you have any financial questions be sure to call in 833-212-1017 free advice wednesday may 10th 4 15 truth in the afternoon with me dr ken harris 
833-212-1017 is the number. Eastside, what's going on, Corey? I'm only human, born to make mistakes. Hey, that's my song. What up, what up? <laughs> you play the best intro songs ever. We must be the same age. <laughs> How old are you? I just turned 60. You said 60? Six? Oh, I can't even believe it. I'm a touch older than you. I'm a touch older than you. I'm a touch, but you look good. Well, thank that you. That was my point. <laughs> um, I, re- I re-watched the first segment on the YouTube. Okay. And it's a totally different experience because when you guys take a break, there's high-fiving and hugging and patting backs. and I mean, you get a whole different vibe. We just argue a lot. Actually- Me and Tori don't like each other. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> Quiet. You and you two best friends. Don't do that. It's called it's called mutual respect. See, that's how you get rated. Yeah. We are we are as we are as dysfunctional as everybody else's family. But your heart's in the right place. Hey. Okay. That was the whole point of the whole segment. Did he just give a did he just give a Tory Low? Hey. Sometimes that's all you can say. Sometimes But um I accidentally was on the TikTok and I found Wait, a, well, a hold up, player. Oh. Hold up. Yeah, well, Nobody accidentally you know. gets on the TikTok. <laughs> well, that's what I keep telling myself. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right. you get stuck in the rabbit hole. So you're not being truthful <laughs> but, with yourself. Okay. Well, it's because you don't realize it until an hour or two go by, and you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except going to the next one. But I did find a website from it that uh, the gentleman posts uh, when you get pulled over and the cameras are rolling. And what this, what this show does, it analyzes the law as it's written, as it's changed, as this is, event is happening on film. Right. And you get the perspective of, where the cop is coming from, where the person who refuses to cooperate is coming from, and it varies from state to state. So if you're traveling from one place to another, you best know what's going on if you're going to have an attitude with the cops. Watch okay. this. Watch this. What I like about this, there are some what I like st- about this show is that... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. They, if they have time, they'll call in a supervisor who is the boss of the cop, and they will take the cop aside, film still rolling, and tell them where they were right, and where they were wrong, and where they misinterpreted the law. It's so nuanced, sometimes it's like, wow, I would have never thought of it that way. So a lot of cops are out there on the streets, either by themselves, in training while they're on their job, okay, doing the best they can with what they know. They didn't go to school to learn to be a lawyer. They learned to be, they want to be a cop. But our laws are so ever-changing, it's hard to keep up. So my question was, when you were a cop, what do you get a memo or something when a law changes? Do you have to go to workshops or seminars? How do you keep up as a cop with the current laws as we know them? Well, enough to you know, only because it's you, I'm gonna be late getting to my top five at five because it's Eastside Corey. Just to uh, so yeah. you know, had I had to make you feel bad so I can go on. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad. Yeah, I could tell. Oh, yeah. I, I could tell by your voice. <laughs> um, one of the things is that there's there's training. There's mandatory training every year, and then there's additional training. If there's one thing MPD always did, which drove me up a wall, is they always trained. Every other month, we were going to training for something. 
Every other month, something would happen. Every time there's a change. Every single day, there's roll call where they read off and they give you a copy of this is the new law. The law changed. We now can or can't do this or that. Many times, local ordinances are not in line with state law and aren't in line with federal law. And so you have to figure out the nuances on how to position yourself and what to train so that when you do it, you're within the law because an officer has to work within what they call the color of law, which means you have to follow rules and procedures and state law and federal law at the same time so that if you act Mm -hmm. accordingly within the rules, you, you have what's called, um, well, basically you have limited liability, right? Where Mm -hmm. you can't be held accountable when something bad happens like a shooting or a fight because you acted within the law. So the, the fighting you do has to be justified. You have to be right. able to do all, you know, you have to be able to talk about it and they write up a report about it and they look at it and investigate right. it. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that the public just doesn't know happens. And, and many and times know, people sure go back for training. Right. right. But, but yeah. cops are human. That's right. And it's not an excuse. It's a fact. A lot of times, Dr. Ken, it's the tone that sets things off. And the other part that gets, oh, I just hate when it happens. Whose tone? The the, uh, conversation will be going. The cop's tone? Well, everything will be okay and going nicely as a conversation. But when the handcuffs touch somebody's skin is when people lose their minds. Well... Sometimes cops have bad. Sometimes cops have bad attitudes. Sometimes cops are, you know, just having a bad day. I mean, I remember some of those days working overtimes or a shift and a half, and you're still humping and 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 you know all all off time. You know, you, you know the you know you can't secure for the day. It's canceled till further notice, and and you're supposed to get off at. Eight o'clock, and you're there at twelve noon, and yeah, so you can get a little irritated because you've been up all day and all night, and now you're up all day. So you know, but it's but it's no excuse. It's no excuse, and if you got an issue, you need to work with your partner or take a step back or let your partner take over, call stuff like that. So, is partnership mandatory or optional? Depends on how many people you got. I mean, if you don't have enough officers, you you may have to be one person. But it's a different dynamic. It's a completely different dynamic dealing with people because you're by yourself. So, hey, your phone is phasing really bad. I'm going to put you on hold, Isad. Okay, I got to go. All right. He probably so far away, he don't even know where he at. He probably up in Goat's Breath, Wisconsin, up there near Superior or something. I'm just, I'm just kidding. 833-212-1017 is the number. C-Note said, nice selection of music. Oh, the same one that was screaming and hollering at me and beat me up. Anyway, I'm just saying. I'm I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, they make it up as they go along. Police officers? No, they don't. Come on. I, I wish y'all would get the rules and procedures and see the training and all that. Oh, you know what you should do? You should sign up for a uh, a, a Citizens Academy. And then go through the training. 
the shooting, the the everything, and see how tough you are. Defensive and arrest tactics, emergency vehicle operation, vehicle contact, do all that. Write a report, see what they do, and then see if you can do it. Because some of y'all be talking, well, some of y'all was talking like that about the Packers, but anyway, <clears throat> and the Bucks. But, you know, we talk it, but then when you got to do it, it's, yeah, kind of ain't, <clears throat> ain't that easy. But I'm just saying. You ready to rock and roll? All right, let's hear it. Number five. Milwaukee police are asking for the public's help for a second day in a row. Critically missing 11-year-old. Adriana Wilson was last seen yesterday afternoon near West Marine Drive and 76th Street. Uh, police described Wilson as a black female weighing about 80 pounds, four foot seven, last seen wearing a black T-shirt, black leggings with green on the bottom, black shoes embedded with rhinestones, and her hair is styled in black braids and a ponytail. Anybody coming in contact, contact Milwaukee Police Sensitive Crimes at 414-935-74. Zero five. Number four. Well, a racing guy now faces 22 criminal counts connected to a series of burglaries. Prosecutors say 53-year-old Gary Jones smashed windows into to break into five businesses in March and April. And prosecutors said the suspect would then head to the cash register, take what money he could, and leave. He identified that... The police identified the vehicle used in one burglary and arrested Jones after a traffic stop. And now that person will be standing trial. Number three. This is what the second time in less than seven days. A 15-year-old student in Kenosha was found armed with a handgun at Bradford High School on yesterday. According to a statement, Kenosha Police Department uh, officers were alerted to a Social Security posting what appeared to be a student with a weapon while in the high school. Police and staff confirmed 15-year-old student was behind the photo. They found the student in possession of a, what they say, handgun. No threats were made to students or staff. No reports of injuries. The student is in custody. Criminal charges are being referred to the juvenile system. In a news release, the police department said, we ask you remind your children if they see or hear something of concern, report it immediately to a trusted adult so it may be investigated immediately for the safety of all. Anything that could be perceived as a safety risk will be taken seriously and Investigate it. Number two. A 29-year-old Milwaukee man faces a slew of criminal charges in connection with a fatal hit-and-run crash and police chase. The accused, Frank Garcia, says he faces the following counts, eluding an officer fleeing uh, second-degree recklessly endangering safety, three counts, possession of a firearm by a felon, obstructing an officer, intimidation of a witness, possession of cocaine, and neglecting a child. According to the criminal complaint, Milwaukee police were on patrol near 63rd and Appleton. Tuesday the 2nd, when they spotted a car wanted in a fatal hit-and-run, the vehicle appeared to be a fraudulent, have, have a fraudulent registration plate 
and began accelerating away from the Mark squad, and then they pursued, and court records say they fled for 7.7 miles. Do you know how long that is? That's a pretty long time. Disregarded multiple red lights and blew through everything, exceeding speeds over 100 miles an hour. And then the tire bent, and so the person fled on foot and hid on top of a shed in a citizen's yard. They took him into custody, found him with a black Glock 42 with a clear extended magazine on the front passenger floorboard of the vehicle. They found baggies in a backpack, scale, 0.9 grams of what tested positive for MDMA, and on and on and on. Hmm, interesting. What do you think his cash bail was set at? Anybody? What would you have set his cash bail at? A choice? All that. Chased 100 miles an hour, crash, hit, had a gun, extended magazine, could shoot multiple people. What do you think his bail was set at? I hate to ask, but was he white or was he black? He was black. Does it matter? I think it does. Why? Nope. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I would at least over 100000 $10,000. Oh, Oh, wow. That's interesting. That's a long car chase for that. Just 10000 Gun. Convicted felon with a gun. Drugs. Chase. Recklessly endangering safety. Only- and you give him a $10,000 bail. He makes it and he's back. I don't know if he's out, but I'm just saying. And he could be out to yeah. menace society. Or possibly be a menace. Your district attorney at work. Don't you just love it? Number one. If you haven't heard, a 33-year-old Milwaukee public school staff member is accused of sexually assaulting students at Oliver Wendell Holmes School. Randell Jefferson faces the following charges, and this story broke here on 1017 The Truth with Tori Lowe. Second-degree sexual assault of a child, three counts of child enticement, three counts of soliciting a child for prostitution, and exposing a child to harmful materials, three counts. He's listed under MPS directory as a sixth-grade substitute teacher. According to the criminal complaint, over the course of two years, pressured students to perform oral sex on him on multiple occasions, and the complaint says Jefferson would then offer money and gifts in exchange for sexual acts. These are middle schoolers. Investigators identified four potential students who disclosed sexual harassment by Jefferson and say all the counts occurred at the school. He is due in court May 15th. That makes me sick. That makes me think things that made me glad I was a cop because then there are certain things I wouldn't want to do. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. 
I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Talking text line, protosawitz, let go with probation. Let one go with probation for the 12-year-old girl. I'm assuming that's a sexual assault or something. The caller said, Chicago natives who moved to Wisconsin and hang on to their love for the last place teams in Chicago give me such joy. Same way you hold on to Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre? Oh, okay. Um, been nearly 40 years since the Fridge and Walter were singing the Super Bowl shuffle. The pack have dominated the Care Bears for 35 years, and the 35 years prior to that, the Bears dominated the Packers. So what? Okay. All right. I'm sorry you're not old enough to remember stuff like that. That's okay. You'll, you'll get there one day. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm positive. You'll get there. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. So I, 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 I took the time of scrolling through and looking at something. And, and I know we got a break in a few, but because I'm always behind, you know, uh, I always fall up behind on Fridays because I get to rant and rave and pop off and all that stuff. But so I have a question for you. What is the ugliest car you've ever seen? Like you looked at it and went, I would die before I drove that car. I saw, I forget what you, those boxy cars that, well, I came across an article. These cars weren't lemons, right? Because a lemon is something that didn't work. These cars was just ugly. Like, they came out and then they was gone. Like, you didn't use the, it was, yeah. So, I'm going to throw some out before the break, and I, I want you to tell me, like, what is the ugliest car you've ever seen? The worst cars you've ever seen. The the most eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. The most the most <laughs> Craig say a Prius. Yeah, they're kinda ugly too. But but I mean, I've never seen the two thousand four Chevy SSR. It's called a super sport roadster. But if you look at it, it's one of the ugliest cars I've ever seen in my entire life. Have you ever seen a Pontiac Aztec? Some of y'all are not old enough to remember these cars. The car is ugly. Ugly. And then there was, you ready? The Mustang 2. Exactly. Anybody remember a Mustang 2? I don't, and I don't think I'll ever really want to drive one. This one tripped me out because I've never heard of it. It was out in 2002, the Lincoln Blackwood. It was a luxury pickup truck. Crossover between Lincoln and Ford. Yeah. Lasted less than a year. And they stopped making it. What is the ugliest car you've ever seen? And then you get to some luxury. The Lamborghini LM002, which has got to be the ugliest car I've ever seen. Short of, well, 
the second ugliest car I've ever seen, and that's the AMC Pacer. You ever seen a Pacer before? 1975, a Pacer. It was like driving around in a fishbowl. The car is shaped like a fishbowl. It looks like a fishbowl. It drove like a fishbowl. It handled well. Have you, you seen it? You're looking at it? Ugly. You get in an accident in that thing, and the only thing you're covered with is glass. So they used to call it a fishbowl. I feel like that encapsules an era. Like, just no. gives 90s vibes or late 70s. 1975. Guess how long it lasted. Exactly. Because <laughs> people went, I know that I care. And I saw people drive it, but it was just, yeah. Have you seen a Cadillac Fleetwood? It's a funeral car. If you've seen a funeral car, that's a Cadillac. That's all they, it's a, basically, that's all they make them. That was a bizarre car. It was long. It was jerky. It made noise. The wheels. They made. They only made them for like, I think they use different cars for Cadillacs now for and for funerals. But the, that was the ugliest, biggest monstrosity you've ever seen in your life. This is a drug dealing car. You this couldn't. Is like a, <laughs> you a said a drug a dealing car. Or a car for you, like you, a gangster. You did, not, you did not just say it's a drug dealing car. That's the kind of car Frank, uh, what's his name, drove in, in New York, right? Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, buddy. And so those are, what, what, what was your ugliest car? Like the ugliest car you've ever seen. He said the Bears have never owned the pack for 35 years. Like since they started up until the 90s, the Bears beat the crap out the Packers. So I don't know what drug you're on, caller, but we're not talking to you no more. I definitely... <laughs> I definitely agree on the SSR. It was terrible. It was great. Sir Chauncey said, nothing can be uglier than the Pacer. <laughs> I, I, I can't disagree with you. Oh, snap. There it is. The number one, KP, you got it. The number one ugliest car you've ever seen in your entire life when we come back. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017. Is you ever been looking for something and you couldn't find it and then you wonder where it was and then you just go down this rabbit hole and, well, you gotta turn it up and push it. And then you realize you didn't put it in there. <laughs> 833-212-1017 is the number. What is your ugliest car? Like the number one horrible car. So, 88 and heartbreaks said the ugliest car ever is the Dodge K car. 
<laughs> yeah, that is an ugly car. But I wouldn't say it's number one in my estimation. My point of view, I wouldn't say it was number one. Uh, who cares who the Super Bowl trophy is named after? That's dumb. Who cares? Rush to... Okay, here's the thing. They didn't ruin the rivalry. They destroyed the rivalry because ownership was terrible for the Bears, and it still is. Till the Bears get out of the Hallis family, it's going to be terrible. It's going to remain terrible. But I digress. Worst car. The actual worst car you've ever seen. I like... The Volkswagen Beetle. That's one of my favorite cars. That was my first car. I owned a Bug, a Volkswagen Beetle, a yellow Volkswagen Beetle with black interior, of course, black and gold. And um, I want to know what your worst car, what your ugliest car, what you call. You know what? If we got time, I'll take a poll. Give me the first five callers, 833-212-1017. Um, I need you to call call or text, either one, what is your ugliest car? So, my ugliest number one car, I agree with Avery, the number one ugliest car, and I want you to choose between the AMC Pacer and my number one ugliest car, the Gremlin. Which one is the ugliest to you? 833-212-1017. Gremlin or Pacer? That's all I want to know. Gremlin or Pacer? I think the Gremlin is uglier than the Pacer. Pacer's kind of cool if you get hit by a car and then there's glass everywhere. Or you can't hide in a Pacer. Like, you literally cannot hide in a Pacer. 833-212-1017 is the number. John, you're on the new 1017, The Truth. Yeah, you stole my thunder. Uh... Gonna say the pacer. I say the gremlin though. But your vote is the pacer. All right, let me let me write this down so I don't get in trouble. I'm taking the first five calls, gremlin or pacer. John said it is the pacer. Why the pacer? Like what it what, what about it is it that that you just don't like? It's just ugly. <laughs> it doesn't have any it doesn't really have any style. I, I had to do a double check. I, I pulled it up online. I said, "Man, that's an ugly car." <laughs> I actually, had a, I had a couple friends that had had that. Really, the blue and white one. Yeah, yeah. blue and white Pacer. Oh, yeah. so ugly. I, I, I don't know. Did anybody say the Hugo? I know I'm getting a little bit off, but no, nobody said the Hugo. Nobody said yeah, the Hugo. Hugo yeah, that's that's just a non-car. So, yep. All right, thank you much, John. Appreciate you. All right, take care. All right. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Joyce, Gremlin or Pracer? Oh, the Gremlin. But can I just bring up another one? Sure. Okay, I think the Etzel and the Hudson. Those were the two <laughs> ugliest cars. Could you even tell them apart? And also that little Studebaker, that little Studebaker. I seen one about uh, last summer. 
a lady was driving down Capitol in that Studebaker. Mm -hmm. And I thought about myself, and I'm thinking, God, that's a little (laughs) ugly thing. But it looked interesting then. It's so old. Old car. All right. Okay, thank you. So you say gremlin. Thank you much. 833-212-1017. Avery said gremlin is way uglier than the pacer. I think so. But the pacer's ugly. It's dry. You're driving a fishbowl. Like if you filled it up with water, you could put guppies in it and they could swim around and you'd be fine. Did they even make those cars with a, can I ask a question? What's the difference between a sunroof and a moonroof? If they both open up. I'm, I'm just saying. I never knew, but I'm just saying. 833212. Sunny B, we ain't talking about Mercedes, but that is an ugly smart car. Have you seen the Mercedes smart car? Why would I sit somewhere and charge that? Like, that's the ugliest. Like, yeah, Sunny B got a point. You got a point. But, Sunny B, if you got to choose, is it Pacer or Gremlin? See, that's the key Pacer or Gremlin? 833212. We got about a minute left. Pacer or <laughs> Gremlin? I got to say, Gremlin is ugly. It is absolutely, positively ugly. Miss Bonnie, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. Gremlin or Pacer? The Gremlin, but I have another one. What? What's the uh, other one? The Sob. Sob. I like Sobs. I love Sobs. No, there was that ugly version. It was an ugly version. I don't know if they I, do. They still make those. I don't never see them anymore. I, I don't. I don't. I rarely see them. I don't. Yeah, I think they might have stopped. Who was that made by Volkswagen? It's some. It, it might be. I have no idea. Well, no I'm idea. sorry. Um, the Gremlin was ugly, but I think the sob, I just hated seeing that thing uh, being driven down the street. It's like I wanted to attack it or something. <laughs> All right. Thank you much, Bonnie. Have a good weekend. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. She wanna, we're going to get a baseball bat and start beating the Mercedes. And if it was electric, it probably costs like $100,000. And then you break it and then you got to, oh, no. Well, I hate to tell you, <clears throat> if I put my vote in, the Pacer lost. Gremlin, three to one. So I'm just saying, what's, what's your vote? I mean, they're both kind of ugly, so I don't know. I guess the, Pick one. the, the Pacer is the worst to me. All right. Still lost three to two. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. It's been a great Friday. Uh, thank you, Rhea. Appreciate you. Um, it's been great conversation. I mean, that's what we do. That's what the truth is here for. Agree, disagree, but you got to do it all in love. Have a great weekend. God bless. Take care. The best of all weekend long. We got special programs coming up on Saturday. Make sure you stick it and keep it right here. God bless. Take care. I'm out.